0: Pipe Spring was one of the very earliest sites set aside in the national park system as a historic site. Stephen Mather was the first director of the National Park Service and had a very
1: definite interest in Pipe Spring. In the early 1920s, Mather was tireless in building support for the new parks at Zion and Grand Canyon. He first visited Pipe Spring in 1920 after attending the dedication of Zion National Park. At Pipe Spring, he met the Heaton family, owners of the ranch. Taken with the setting, the history, and the historic structures of what he called a very interesting old homestead, he discussed the idea of national monument status with the Heatons on this very first visit. Mather's deputy director, Horace Albright, later said that Mather was fascinated with the site because it was historic and also, of course, it was part of his program of cooperating with the Mormons. Soon thereafter, Mather contacted President Heber J. Grant and Apostle George A. Smith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to enlist their support in promoting the designation of Pipe Spring as a national monument and in raising funds for its purchase and historic restoration. With this coalition, Mather was successful in getting Pipe Spring added to the National Park System. In 1923, President Warren Harding signed the proclamation establishing the monument, and shortly thereafter, the ranch was purchased from the Heaton's with funding from the Church and even from Mather personally.
2: Pipe Spring was at least a little bit unusual in that it was actually purchased from private owners.
0: In those early years, between 1916 and 1930, say, travel to the parks was very difficult and rough. And one of the primary things that Stephen Mather sought to do was to improve transportation.
2: And at that point in time, the only way to get from Zion to the North Rim of the Grand Canyon was to go over the Vermilion Cliffs and across the Arizona Strip. So you came right past Pipe Spring.
1: Mather knew that public support for the national parks depended upon making them accessible. He set out to persuade business leaders to develop travel services and foster public awareness.
0: He visited Pipe Spring uh, shortly after the establishment of the monument in the late 1920s with a number of those people on his way to the north rim of the Grand Canyon. Along with him were Heber J. Grant, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Carl Gray, the president of the Union Pacific Railroad, Senator King of Utah, and Harry Chandler, the owner and chief editor of the Los Angeles Times. So he always made an effort to expose those kinds of people to all the different types of parks in the system so that they could better explain to the public the vision that he had in mind for the park system.
1: Park service partnerships with railroads, such as the Union Pacific, were especially important to Mather's promotional vision. The park's first manager was Frank Pinkley, also known as Boss Pinkley. As the superintendent of the Southwestern National Monument, Pinkley had charge of as many as 14 national monuments in Arizona. He organized some of the earliest restoration projects. Pipe Spring got a full-time maintenance man in 1926 when Leonard Heaton was hired. He was the grandson of Jonathan Heaton. Who was the last owner of the pipe spring ranch with no formal training he set about preserving and interpreting the historic site as i was growing up leonard and pipe springs were almost the same
0: he was he was at pipe springs actually lived there he was responsible for maintaining what could be maintained of that national monument and helping develop it leonard heaton was in large part on his own in determining how to do so with guidance from boss pinkley in the arizona office he set about to begin to preserve the site try to restore the site and tell a historic story that the park service really hadn't been in the business of doing to any great degree to that point
2: he knew that that this place would be much more interesting if it looked like a place where people actually lived because people did live there. He went around the countryside collecting furniture from the time period so that the fort would have something in it. It wasn't just just a big empty building. Um, so he, he was collecting artifacts. The basis of our collection is from things that, that Leonard um, went out and, and uh, asked people for.
0: Leonard said that maybe Pipe Springs has a story to tell. And I think that Pipe Springs does have a story to tell. Park rangers and park employees really have a passion for what they do. Almost everyone that I've known in my career is that way. And I think that it was that way for Leonard Heaton as well. A park employee who really believed in the mission that was trying to be fulfilled. And he did so many things at Pipe Spring to try to make the place into an inviting place for people, a place that people could learn
1: about a different time. In the years since Heaton's time, the park has continued to learn and develop preservation techniques to protect the historic structures. Park rangers help visitors understand the stories of Pipe Spring through talks, tours, living history, and educational outreach programs year-round. Pipe Spring was the first site included in the national park system for its historic interest. In the years since, many more historic sites have been declared national monuments to be protected and interpreted to succeeding generations. Mather left a system with 52 parks. Others have carried his vision forward, And today there are nearly 400 units that preserve America's natural and historic legacy, make it accessible to the public, and interpret it.